isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome back to the show. Well, Finance Minister Christia Freeland will announce tax changes designed to curb the use of Airbnb and other short-term rental services in regions of Canada where those platforms uh, are restricted. The measure will be part of Freeland's fall economic statement, which will be uh, tomorrow. The government will prohibit property owners from deducting expenses on short-term rentals in areas where those services are already limited by other levels of government. We are told the tax change would uh, come in uh, come into effect on January 1st. Now, as we all know here in BC, the provincial government's new rules and the rules that they introduced just recently means a person who operates a short-term rental must also live in the house or suite and they are limited to re- uh, renting out just one suite within the house or bedroom or bedrooms uh, in the suite. Now, the province is also going to provide municipalities with resources to crack down on operators that don't operate according to municipal bylaws. So the uh, the penalties themselves are up to $3,000 per day. And uh, as Housing Minister Ravi Kalo, who's been on this show many times, has said, they're also going to be collecting data uh, in regards to where those rentals are uh, and those that data will all be provided to the variety, various municipalities uh, throughout uh, British Columbia. Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about this federal, uh, pending federal legislation is Ron Butler, a good friend of this show. He's a mortgage broker at Butler Mortgages. Ron, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. So, uh, in your mind, you obviously watch the market very close. What do you think this will do to the market? Well, it's obviously regional. Uh, British Columbia having the legislation that's most impactful right now, although that's probably going to change municipally. We're seeing Toronto make this move uh, in terms of the city of Toronto. So here's what it is. People are going to think twice about Airbnb. You know, if you're planning on making a purchase, if you've gone out and you have a pre-construction condo booked uh, that's coming on stream and you'd always hope that it would become your Airbnb source of revenue, it's done. It's done. Uh, you know, this is the beginning of the end for Airbnb in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you, you're obviously uh, from the Vancouver area. You've mentioned that a few times on this show. So uh, we have a colleague here uh, on this show, one of our colleagues, Jeremy Judson, a contributor to the show, saying that uh, that around the Metrotown area, anecdotally, you're seeing a lot more suites our condos up for sale now. You're seeing similar reports out of Victoria. Do you see something like that happening then where people are just saying, I'm throwing in the towel, we're done, we're out, uh, I'm going to move on. This does, just doesn't work anymore. Whoever's offering those suites for sale right now is the smart money. I mean, if you think you're going to find a way out of this, if you think you're going to dodge it, if you think you're going to uh, find some cute way to avoid uh, the restrictions, well, when... CRA catches up with you, which they somehow always do. Eventually, <laughs> they got you. And for anybody who's been through that experience, no one wants it, I assure you. And, yeah, it, it's, it's the smart money is selling today, and we'll just see more and more of it. Mm. Um, 
Overall in the market now, this is just one more wrinkle, uh, and there's a lot of folks who are unhappy with the short-term rental legislation here in British Columbia. I'm sure federally tomorrow you'll, you'll hear a lot of c- complaints as well. In the lower mainland area here, uh, there's about a sh- shortage of about 1,500 hotel rooms. So the justification has always been we don't have enough hotel space because of land costs. We need short-term rentals. I don't think it's that different probably from Toronto, maybe a little different, but not that different. Uh, how much of an impact do you see just overall it having on major cities like Vancouver and Toronto? Uh, Toronto's surplus hotel rooms here. We mm-hmm. do have a surplus uh, in Toronto. Uh, but, you know, as I say, as you say, very familiar with Vancouver. It's been this sort of impossible pricing of land to develop additional hotels in the Vancouver area. Uh, although certainly out in the valley, there's probably a, a good amount to be had. That may change. I mean, uh, this could easily change. I mean, if you were a hotel, uh, considering the high cost of land, you would say, I don't want to do this because Airbnb has got a stronghold. Mm-hmm. So now that Airbnb and the short-term rentals are going away, things may change. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, broaden out just for a moment here. Uh, in regards to the Bank of Canada, um, rates have not gone up in the last little while. What do you foresee in the next uh, you know, few months uh, heading into the new year? Well, based on last week's uh, good inflation uh, numbers, good CP, good numbers in the consumer report in the U.S., which were actually below expectations, below everybody's expectations, it's quite possible we've had the last uh, rate increase from the Bank of Canada. And if that is true, I'm not a forecaster, I can't say for certain, but if that is true, then the next eventuality are rate cuts. Now, I can't predict to you how soon that will happen, but it's already had an impact on the bond market, Canadian bond market, uh, for our securities here. And we're seeing some small declines in fixed rates. If that is true, we're probably going to see lower rates through the course of the winter. Hmm. Um, You mentioned this to me a few months ago, and and I want to make sure I had this right. 45% of all mortgages in this country are set for renewal in either 2024 or 2025. Is that, am I correct there? That's about the right number because 2025 is the uh, lodestone of renewals in this country. So, yeah, it's going to be huge. What do you see? I mean, in regards to just political pressure, I know the technically the Prime Minister's, the, the, the Bank of Canada is independent from, from the federal government or the provincial governments, even though, you know, pro, uh, the premiers do happen to send letters to the Bank of Canada. But what do you see happening here? I mean, there, we, the issue of affordability is constant here in Vancouver and I'm sure in Toronto. Um, what do you see here happening with, with a, we have a provincial election coming, a federal election coming technically for 2025. I mean, what do you see in regards to the the political climate, even just the fiscal climate in this country, with that stat alone, with 45% of mortgage renewals coming up uh, in 2024 and 2025? Well, potentially the saddest truth is a severe recession cures the inflation problem and rates fall. So it's therefore, it's very, very difficult to say for certain that 2025 will be a disastrous year. If we're in uh, a steep recession in 2024, you can bet the rates will come down and it will no longer be as critical a problem because you're quite right. Uh, this high rate environment, if it continues for another two years, it's not survivable for federal governments. I don't think anybody blames the EV government on high rates. Uh, so my suggestion is they'll blame the federal government and uh, it's a government killer. Yeah. Uh, Ron, do you still remain an optimist? I mean, you just hear all the stories. I'm very curious. Are you still an optimist with this market? 
for the market, not so much right now. I mean, you're allowed to be a short-term pessimist, uh, you know, in the face of, you know, this sort of compelling data, uh, both about the recession, about this particular move for to deal with short-term rentals. Like, I legitimately feel some sympathy for short-term rental owners. This is a kind of a utter disaster. I mean, this is a government actually knowingly pulling the rug out from under you. Uh, that said, a lot of uh, Airbnbs and short-term rentals are operated as an illegal hotel room. So mm-hmm. ultimately, people should understand they took a risk and capitalism comes around to bite you. Uh, but right now, I, I think those people are under a lot of pressure uh, and it's one bit of good news. Those condos uh, and some of those townhouses will have to be sold. Yeah. I mean, I I know we vilify developers and, you know, somebody has renting, you know, say eight uh, condominiums and then using the using those that they've rented uh, as Airbnbs and making a profit on each, that I understand. But if you have a, a mom and pop investor and they wish to use, uh, you know, Airbnb their property and they're not breaking any rules... I don't have a problem with that. That's a challenge that I have. The average mom and pop investor has even been vilified in this country that you can't even buy a second property if you're able to. And, and that's, I think, the broader challenges of affordability. We shouldn't be vilifying some of these people who you know, are generally putting stuff out in the rental pool or in the short-term rental pool. You know, I think we can uh, draw the line at the short-term rental pool. What we should do and we must do is make a long-term rental more attractive by fixing some of the problems with the provincial organizations and the provincial rental rules that make those long-term rentals dangerous. If you get a bad tenant, they become an unmanageable, serious problem. So that's the right move. The right move is to fix landlord and tenant rules, to fix the organizations that work with the landlords and tenants so that it's efficient, effective, and sensible. And then that same mom and pop who felt that they were driven to use short-term rental can provide long-term accommodation to families and others who want to have uh, a rent a rental situation for a longer term. Ron, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Take care.